Welcome to the 24th episode of Virtually Unbreakable podcast, where we inspire you to live happier and more fulfilling life. My name is Ella and I'm your host. Today's topic is how to create boundaries and transform your relationships. We will discuss what are boundaries and how to best use them so that you can transform your existing relationships into more fulfilling ones and create new, healthy and supportive relationships. I'm pleased to have you here with me, so sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. Have you ever tried to say no to someone, but ended up saying yes instead? You are not alone. Boundaries are not easy, especially if you are someone who is an empath, a helper or a natural giver. And boundaries are something we all know we need to get good at, but we so often get stuck on how to do it. So in today's episode, this is what we are going to focus on because boundaries are tremendously important to the health of every relationship. And it's really important to understand what are boundaries and why do we need them? And what is that deeper motive of setting a boundary and how to deal with the feelings of guilt and shame when we do set a boundary? We will also briefly touch on codependency today and people-pleasing. And remember that if you would like the notes from today's podcast episode, you can find them on our website, which is virtuallyunbreakable.bassprout.com. So what are boundaries? Well, boundaries are simply the lines we draw for ourselves and others in terms of our level of comfort and level of our needs, understanding how to set personal limits and boundaries is essential for building and maintaining healthy relationships. And setting boundaries is simply about communicating your needs for a healthy interaction with someone else. And it's a really vital part of establishing your identity and a real crucial aspect of your well-being and your happiness. In every relationship, boundaries define where things like um, our identity, our responsibility, our control begin and where they end in relation to the other person. And boundaries can be physical and emotional. Uh, some example of boundaries are um, your need for personal space, um, your comfort with touch, or even your physical needs such as your need to rest and eat food and drink water. And physical boundaries protect your space and your body. You write, um, for example, to not be touched. Um, to have privacy and to meet your physical needs such as rest or sleep or eating. Emotional boundaries are to protect your emotional well-being. Um, emotional boundaries protect your right to have your own feelings, your own thoughts, your own interpretation of the world 
and express those feelings and emotions. Um, to not have your feelings criticized or invalidated and not have to take care of other people's feelings because this is not your job. Some examples of emotional boundaries could be when we say, I don't feel comfortable discussing this. Or when we say, I feel embarrassed when you criticize me in front of our kids. Please, can you not do that? Or when we say, I feel hurt and completely misunderstood by you in this conversation. Not everyone may like or understand your boundaries or your reasons for setting them, but it's your responsibility to set them. It's your responsibility to draw that line and to be consistent with it. Um, so if you don't set your boundaries, you cannot expect other people to follow them. And healthy boundaries are a crucial component of self-care. Uh, so it's only reasonable to keep them all the time. When you understand how to set and maintain healthy boundaries, you can avoid the feelings of resentment, disappointment, anger that really build up where your limits have been pushed. In other words, a lack of healthy boundaries can really negatively impact many aspects of your life. Um, setting healthy boundaries has huge amount of benefits, um, including the one that it helps people make decisions based on what's best for them and not what's best for people around them. And this autonomy is an important part of self-care. Um, so what could be the examples of healthy relationship boundaries? Well, they could be expecting others to communicate with maturity, especially during arguments. They could be asking for personal space and peace and quiet when you're working. They could be voicing your concerns rather than holding on to resentment. And they could be letting go of codependency and having and building your own identity. So I'm sure you agree at this point, this is something quite important and, and an interesting topic, but you might wonder where does it all start? Oh, well, like many things, it happens in our childhood. It starts in our childhood. And it happens so often in our lives that when we take time to get to know ourselves and our needs, which comes with experience, we discover that there's lots of relationships in our lives that don't really truly serve us. Or there are so many relationships or friendships where the dynamics are not very healthy, where there is a no or very little balance between give and take, or when we feel we can't communicate our needs openly and voice our concerns with confidence. Um, this happened to me, believe it or not, so many times in my life um, because I'm a true empath and I love making other people happy. Um, and only when I grew older and a bit wiser that I've looked back at my life and said, okay, this has to end.
in this relationship, this is this behavior is a real pattern and it needs to be stopped. And, you know, sometimes you might even think that sometimes people come to your life to test you, right? Um, and it's not just our partners. It's very often our friends, our family members, our work colleagues. They just turn up in our life, uh, sometimes unannounced, you know, in, out of the blue. And they cause more stir and annoyance and um, a lack of balance than they're helping. But these are like the assignments that we get in life. They teach us different lessons about ourselves and our limits. So many times in my life, before I created my boundaries, I wanted to say no, but I didn't know how. I just, it, it just didn't happen. I couldn't say it. And afterwards, I ended up so angry with myself, so frustrated and so resentful. And that feeling really um, impacted my day and how I saw myself and my, perceived my success. Um, so learning to set boundaries has really helped me, really transformed my relationships and allow me time and space for, um, for doing things that I love doing. Um, and don't forget that we also very often say yes, because like I said, we don't know how to say no or because we are simply afraid of the consequences. What will happen if we say no? What will happen to us? What will happen to our children? What will happen to our relationship? And people pleasing is really right up there when it comes to boundaries. And so many of us are empathetic, compassionate. We want to please, but people pleasing goes much deeper than a lot of the times um, we realize as it all starts in childhood. Many of us grow up to be a people pleaser because we very often as children had to manage the emotions of adults in our life. So we had to learn how to manage emotions of our mom or dad or our other family members, whoever was the closest to us, whoever provided that care to us. And it's needless to say that it's not children's job to manage emotions uh, of adults. But um, the reality is that many children experience unhappy, abusive or angry adults, um, stressed out adults. And they quickly learn what behavior works and what behavior doesn't work. So um, we often realize that if only we could make mommy or daddy happy, we will stay safe. Everybody will be okay. And that is this unfinished business from childhood that really continues into our adulthood. And it often becomes the way we live in our families and our relationships. Um. So why do we have such big trouble setting boundaries, especially women? Why do we struggle so much? 
Well, according to uh, recent research, women often struggle more than men in setting boundaries. And this is the case for a number of different reasons, one of them being that oftentimes women feel guilty when they can't make the other persons happy and therefore they don't meet the um, the nice girl norm, right? And they're not the perfect mother, they're not the perfect wife, they're not the nice per what's considered a nice person. So we often live our life making other people happy, uh, but not ourselves. Um, and in, in many cultures, women um, are expected to be polite, please others, look in a certain way and play by the rules. And we really learn to sacrifice our own needs and our well-being for others um, in order to avoid being seen as selfish. Um, one of my old friends um, who was a therapist said once, men often come across as entitled to do what they want to do, whereas women behave like they need an external permission to be happy. Men are bold about their needs and their choices. Women consider everyone else before they think of themselves. So I'm sure you agree that this is quite bold statement, but I think it's quite thought provoking because I'm sure many of us has observed a similar reality um, in our lives. And um, if we really want to understand the background more uh, of why women struggle so much to set uh, those boundaries, uh, it might come across a little bit um, uh, negative or maybe a little bit brutal. But I think it's worth pointing out that we still live in times where one in three women have experienced some form of sexual trauma. And this trauma survivors often struggle with boundaries around how much can they put up with in relationships because of their personal boundaries have been crossed so many times. So it's hard to know your limits. It's hard to set new limits if all you've ever experienced is trauma and lack of respect and lack of ability to be yourself, lack of space to be yourself. It's hard to know what a loving and respectful relationship looks like when you've never had one. Um, and I think that probably doesn't, like I said, apply to most of us, but it applies to a big chunk of women out there uh, in the world. Um, Often uh, it also happens that women overburden themselves with responsibility, something that we are really conditioned to do. Um, and we don't allow other people in our lives to step in and provide support. We are yet to learn the art of delegation and outsourcing to free our energy, to free ourselves, to have more time and energy and space for things we love doing. So isn't it wonderful um, to discover that we all have this inner power and we can really walk into that power 
and start living life on our terms. How empowering is that? And positive change is possible. Um, it's just a matter of us looking within ourselves and saying it's time to change. It's time to live my life differently. It's time to prioritize my own needs. It's time to learn to say no. And of course, change is scary. But if we take that first step, if we acknowledge that there is something we can improve, um, we can 100% evolve and we can grow and become a better version of ourselves by taking that first step. And that is the most important thing. So um, you might also wonder in what type of situations do we need to set boundaries in a relationship? Um, so I think considering that m for most of us, relationships are such a big part of our life and form such an important part of our life and so often determine the quality of our lives and our level of happiness. Setting boundaries um, really becomes a very important skill that needs to be practiced. And this applies to both men and women. And it applies to all relationships, uh, not just romantic relationships. Setting boundaries are an integral part of all healthy relationships because they help to maintain a balance between you and your partner. What is codependency and when does it happen? Codependency often results from a failure to set personal boundaries. It can be defined as um, a relationship in which two people become so invested in each other that they can't function independently anymore. Um, and there is codependency in relationship where one partner has intense physical or emotional needs, um, many of which would have been formed in their childhood. And the other partner spends majority of their time responding to those needs. Some signs of codependency can be feeling like you can't live without the other person. Or when one side in the relationship has difficulty making decisions on their own or communicating their needs openly. Um, codependency can also manifest itself as a poor self-esteem, having a fear of abandonment or being lonely, or an obsessive need for approval, um, and really valuing the approval of others more than building and maintaining your own self-esteem and your own sense of self-worth. And there are a number of situations where boundaries between partners should be put in place. Um, for example, how you communicate, how you negotiate, how you settle disagreements is probably uh, some of them. Um, if a partner needs space when they're upset, uh, that's an important boundary to acknowledge. Um, another one is who is doing what and how do you share home duties and responsibilities and how do you find and allow time for both partners to relax. So really having this um, 
opportunity and space for your needs to be uh, respected and ability to prioritize your personal space and personal time for self-care or alone time really with no distractions or interruptions is really key. Um, so learn to prioritize your time and learn to set boundaries around your time, um, especially if you are a parent. Setting boundaries takes self-knowledge, uh, um, self-discovery. You need to get to know yourself and identify your key values and priorities and figure out what is important to you and why. So start investing time in understanding your own limits and understanding what is important to you. Um, start practicing saying no to people based on what is truly important to you. Um, don't be pushed into taking more responsibility that you are capable of handling and don't overstretch yourself and end up resentful, exhausted or angry. Best of luck. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I would love to hear from you and see what you think. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram or Twitter. The links are below in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. Also, why not leave me a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts? If you would like to receive the notes from today's podcast episode, you can find them on our website, which is virtuallyunbreakable.bassprout.com. See you in the next episode of Virtually Unbreakable, where we will discuss how to support mental health of new mums. <music>